0: Welcome in to Vern's Post Game Show.
1: Massey not stopping in second and
0: slides into third with a
2: two-run triple.
0: Here's Josh Vernier.
2: Yeah, good evening. 5-4, the final score. Royals lose again. That's eight straight. That's 31 games below 500. I uh, I don't know if this is correct. I believe it was the first time the boo birds truly rained down on Kaufman Stadium. Uh, yeah, boos raining down on Jordan Lyles during during that five-run second inning. And, and, man, a five-run second inning in 2023, you know that normally means wrap it up, pack it up. This bad boy is over. But that was anything but the case. Royals jump out to a 1-0 lead. Uh, Five runs come in to score for Cincinnati in the top half of the second. But the Royals score in the bottom of the second. Get two more in the bottom of the third thanks to a two-run blast from Bobby Witt Jr. And it's 5-4 Cincinnati after three. Royals were in the game throughout. But did it feel like it? If you were one of the 17,000 in attendance tonight, I got a lot of questions for you. Did it feel like it was a close game throughout? Because it was, and and I, 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 I don't know why, but I was oddly optimistic tonight. I, I thought they were going to get it done. I I really thought they were going to get it done in the seventh inning. If you were at the game, I am curious what brought you out because this was a big crowd on a Tuesday night. Last night, that made sense. Mahomes and Kelsey, Andy Reid, the Chiefs were here. It was Chiefs' night at the ballpark. Now, those basketball jerseys they gave away were pretty sweet, but is that why you came out? Phone lines are open, 913-586-7610. I'm also curious, this goes to anyone, whether you were in the building or not. How are you doing? How do you go about watching these games, listening to these games? Because if you're still dialed in 67 games into one of the worst starts in franchise history, statistically... It is the worst start in franchise history. It's right there with 2006. Both the 06 team and the 2023 team, 18 and 49, 67 games into the season. But I can't imagine we have masochists out there that, that just want to inflict pain on themselves. Now, if you're still dialed into this team, shoot, if you're listening to this show right now, you love the Royals. You either love the Royals or you're driving back from the game right now. So I want to know what your secret is. Um, how do you go about enjoying this? Now, is it as simple as you know my reason? I mean, I, I, I love baseball, love the game. And even when the Royals are losing, I can still take pleasure in watching the other team or, you know, Bobby Witt Jr. on Cork, a 90-mile-per-hour throw in the seventh inning. Bobby, MJ, both of them playing pretty nice defense tonight. What's your secret? How, How do you watch, listen to this team this season? Now, as far as the game is concerned, the 5-4 loss to the Reds, if we want to play the blame game, and who do you lay this one at the feet of? Jordan Lyles seems like the easy answer. He goes six innings, gives up five runs on five hits, walked three, struck out four. But Lyles retires the final 14 that he faces. I mentioned this was a game... After the third inning, it's 5-4 Cincinnati after three, and Jordan Lyles, 1-2-3 in the fourth, 1-2-3 in the fifth, 1-2-3 in the sixth. Jackson Kowar, Austin Cox come in out of the bullpen and continue to put goose eggs on the board. You want to lay this one at the feet of Jordan Lyles, I'm not going to argue with you. I don't know who else it would be. I'm, I'm certainly not going to say that seventh inning, bases loaded, one out. I mean, you, you, you do have the top of your lineup coming up. If you missed it, bottom of the seventh inning, 5 4 Cincinnati. Michael Massey draws a one out walk. Drew Waters is hit by a pitch. And Dairon Blanco draws a walk to load the bases. So the 7 eight, 9 hitters reach base. The game-tying run is 90 feet away. And your leadoff hitter, Nick Prado, is coming to the dish. Waiting on deck, the captain, Salvador Perez. Can we lay this one at their feet? I have a tough time fixing my lips to say something like that, knowing... Even though uh, Nick Prado struck out looking, staring at 94. Salvador Perez swung through 95. Both of them punched out by Lucas Sims, who was nasty out of that Cincinnati bullpen tonight. But I have a tough time fixing my lips to say I'm blaming Prado and Perez for this one. I have a tough time saying that because not only what Salve has done the previous two games, but also he's your best hitter period. And he's your best hitter with runners in scoring position by a mile. Coming into tonight Salvi hitting 365 with runners in scoring position. Second best on the team, Nick Prado, hitting 286 with runners in scoring position. So if you're going to draw it up, you draw it up exactly like it played out in the 7th inning. Bases loaded, one out. Prado and Salvi come into the dish unfortunately they both strike out and that's your ball game so if you want to play the blame game to me that 7th inning those punch outs against Lucas Sims which again I got no issue saying he was nasty but that stung me more than that Jordan Lyles 5 run 2nd inning So if you want to play the blame game, you go right ahead. I'm going to avoid that tonight because I'm not trying to put a loss at the feet of Salvador Perez and Nick Prado, and yet that's where I think it goes tonight. So personally, this is just a loss, just another loss in a season that has been loaded with them. 49 losses in the first 67 games of the season. All right, let's go to the phone calls, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. If you were at the game, you jump right to the top of the line. J.D. leaving Kaufman Stadium. J.D., you're up on 610 Sports Radio as the Royals lose again by a final so, score of 5-4. to four.
1: So, Vern, you asked why I was there. Uh, yeah. It's pretty simple. They were giving away free jerseys. Um, also, I'm a diehard Royals fan. This team is just garbage. I don't know what it is. They seem to can't hit pressure. They can't field. They can't do anything. Um, I'm just wondering, what is the deal with Nicky Lopez?
3: And is Kyle Isbell coming back? Because they need some help. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you. Well,
2: uh, hang on. What do you mean, what's the deal with Nikki Lopez? J.D.? Yeah, I can't answer that question because I don't know what you're talking about. Um... And Kyle Isbell. Yeah, Kyle Isbell started his rehab assignment tonight in Omaha. Played center field. Had a pair of at-bats. He uh, struck out. And, well, he went 0 for 2. Uh, Kyle Isbell tonight in his uh, first at-bat grounded into a 4-6-3 double play. And in his second at-bat, he struck out. So game one of his rehab assignment, he can be down there for about three weeks. I would expect him back in Well, we'll see. We'll we'll see how it plays out. Twenty days max he can stay down in Omaha for his rehab assignment. If he hits well, feels good. Yeah, wouldn't it, would it be shocked to see him up here sooner? Would it be shocked to see him up here in two weeks? But, yes, yeah, Kyle Isbell should, knock on wood, barring any setbacks, should be back soon. Let's go to Drew, who's leaving Kauffman Stadium. Drew, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead. How are you doing tonight, Vern? Uh, I'm all right, man. How are you?
4: Well, you know, I'm going to ask you a little bit more about culture because I I think your your question early on about uh, why you keep going to the games, just left the game – you know, Lyles did pitch a great game except for one inning. Yeah. And I, I, my question is more about um, trust in each other uh, and where the coaching staff fits into this. Um, because, you know, he pitched a great game. If you, if you throw strikes, trust your defense. Um, but, you know, let's be honest. You know, let's talk about Greinke the other night. Um, no offense – to, to, to generate any kind of runs for him so when did they start trusting each other and not try to win it all for themselves because I, I got the impression tonight that Lyles was trying to strike everybody out as opposed to putting the ball on the play what do you think about that
2: well Matt Quattrero just moments ago said that second inning that 36 pitch five run second inning thanks for the phone call uh, he mentioned that right out of the gate, the first batter that Lyles faced, Ellie De La Cruz, he was nibbling a little bit. I don't know if that's not trusting his defense or not trusting himself in the zone against a monster like the 21-year-old Ellie De La Cruz. Um, but your point, I, I I do think carries weight. I, I I do think it's a fair point. But when I look at this lineup. Shoot, when I look at this team, and I mean this respectfully, who should they trust? We all trust Salvi, right? But the rest of them are are 22, 23, 24, 25-year-olds still struggling to find their footing in the big leagues, still struggling to find their confidence in the big leagues. If you don't believe in yourself and you you ain't thinking about the guy hitting behind you, hitting in front of you, lining up defensively next to you, if you're not sure that you belong and that you're good enough, all you're trying to do is prove that to yourself, prove that to your teammates, prove that to your loved ones and all the people that have believed in you along the way. So I think step one is, understanding that you belong in the big leagues and that you can't do it all yourself. And I don't know. I I, I don't know when that happens. Because right now, it's just an, it, it's an awful combination that we're watching. It's awful when, and this is why over the past few days, at least the past few postgame shows... I've just been so crestfallen because even if you watch them on TV, I got to imagine this comes through the screen. They care, right? Now, I'm not trying to make you feel bad or make excuses, but it's very obvious that these 22, 23, the 24-year-olds, the young bats, those unproven position players I talk about so much, it's obvious that they care. It's obvious that they want it. They want to win. They want to be the reason why their team wins. They want to celebrate. They want to have a good time, but they almost want it too much. Hitting five-run home runs, trying to throw the ball 100 miles per hour, trying to make the perfect defensive play because they want to erase the previous 67 games with every swing, and that's not going to work. So it's an awful combination when you have a bunch of young players that all they want to do is perform well and succeed. And none of them are. So they're all pressing. You well, know, not 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 you know, it's not all the same day. Not everyone's gripping on the same day, but you know, today it's MJ, tomorrow it's Bobby, the day before that it's Massey, the day after that, it's Prado. You're you're just always either trying to build someone up or put out a fire here or build up this guy's confidence or remind him that you belong in the big leagues. So you got all that going on with your position players. You got a few younger pitchers that I think feel the exact same way as those hitters feel. You got Zach Greinke doing his thing. You don't have anyone outside of Salvador Perez that can calm the waters for everyone else. And the only way Salvi can do it is by doing what he did yesterday, hitting that game-tying home run in the ninth inning, or doing what he did on Sunday, hitting that game-tying home run in the third inning. They just need, you know, I, I go back to what Matt Quatrero said early on Back in spring, what he said on, on Fesco in the morning. Keep in mind, Q will join Fesco and Kling tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. right here on 610 Sports Radio. Q viewed his role as someone that's going to help let the air out, take some of the pressure off of these players, because as we saw last season and as we're seeing once again, a lot of uh, – they they – I don't want to say that they're playing tight, but again, they're playing one game while trying to erase 60-some-odd games that have already happened, and you can't. Those Those are history. Those are on baseball reference. Those are in the record books. All you can do is handle what's in front of you today. Phone lines are open 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. So you they they need, they need someone out there and, and ideally it's a it's a starting pitcher. They need someone to go out there and you know I, I always go back to the image from 2013 which is now 10 years ago. What if James Shields throwing a complete game and then turning to the bullpen and saluting them? You guys remember that game? He did that because the bullpen had been so good for so long and the rotation had not been giving the team the type of length that they were accustomed to. So Shields goes out there and throws a complete game, salutes the bullpen. They need one of those days. They need one of those type of players, one of those guys that can say, you know what, I got it today. Brady Singer did that quite often last season. Salvi's done it dozens of times over the past three seasons. This team desperately needs a few of those guys, and they don't have them. Yeah, they got Salvi, sure. He's trying. Just like he tried in 21 and 22 and still led to 90 lost seasons. Sure, they got Granky. But Granky's giving you the Granky special, which I'm appreciative of. But the Granky special is five innings and a chance to win. That doesn't let the air out. There are four innings to go, it's almost half the game. They need someone to ease the pressure, ease the burden, and it can't be the coaching staff. Coaching staff's doing all they can. You need a talent on the field to calm the waters. Let's go back to the phone calls. 913-586-7610. Chase is leaving Kaufman Stadium. Chase, what's going on, buddy?
1: Hey, Vern, how you doing?
2: All right, man, how are you? Good. Good.
5: Well, tell me what you
3: think. Me and my friends, we went to the game and I had a great time. Just a little disappointed in the game, you know. I wouldn't sure. blame it on anybody, but just... Not a very good night. Yeah.
2: No, it was It wasn't a, no, it, appreciate the phone call. It's never a nice night when the boys lose. No, there, there are always positives, just like there are always negatives. It's baseball. But, yeah, MJ Melendez making a nice leaping catch at the wall. Bobby Witt Jr. playing a strong shortstop. But as I say that, Bobby also makes the third out at third base. But as I say that, Bobby also blasts a 412-foot home run. His 11th of the season, there's only two players in the sport that play shortstop that have hit home, more home runs than Bobby Witt Jr. So is it a bad night is it a, a good night? Jordan Lyles retires the final 14 that he faces but gives up five runs in the second inning. That's a bad night. Lyles now 0 11 and the Royals have lost all 14 starts that he's made. 14 starts to start a season. His team has lost them all. That ties a major league record. Let's go to Daryl leaving the stadium. Daryl, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead. Daryl, how you doing, Vern? I'm all right, buddy. How are you?
6: I'm doing good, man. I just want to say, Jordan Lyles, he's a beast. He's underrated. He he was he was a he's an innings eater. He's like a homeless guy in the crown seats. I mean, he just he, he keeps us in the game. But I think our problem is this. I hear is a cancer in the locker room. He's so keeping he's tired. keeping the young guys from developing. We got to uh, cut him. We just uh, got to get rid of him. All right, all right.
2: Well, I hope you got out of this uh, what you uh, set out to. Thanks for the phone call, Darrell. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. We we think you're serious. Drive safe. Make sure you give that Uber four stars. Let's go to Kyle in the Northland. Kyle, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead.
6: Hey, Vern. Uh, yeah, I'm an Uber driver. Give them five stars every time, please. Five stars. <laughs>
2: five stars. My bad. Yeah, I wasn't please. sure if it was four or five. Yeah,
6: uh, yeah well, yeah. Uh, anyway, Vern, uh, I can answer the previous caller's question about Lopez, and I think the answer is he should be playing every day, you know, him through when Mike L or Bobby or Matthew need a break and – You know, on the fourth day, let Lopez take a rest or, you know, so that's my answer for that question. But, uh, you know, it's good to see Duffy in the lineup today. You know, the only hitter we have batting over 300 with a double and an RBI. So that was fun. But speaking of Bobby, how about that home run? That thing was a laser It was pretty sweet to watch that thing leave the ballpark. But uh, going back to last night, you know, you were mentioning Salvi giving you goosebumps. And Vern, I had goosebumps too, man. When he took that hack on that first pitch, I was like, oh, boy. Oh, man. You mean tonight? (laughs) That first pitch
2: fastball? Oh, my God.
3: Man.
6: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then, uh, you know, he hits the second pitch over the wall into the bullpen last night. It was, you know, I was like, what a guy. What a guy. But, uh, yeah, But, yeah, today, Vern, the difference was that wild pitch by Lyles with the bases loaded. You know, we can't be beating ourselves out here, and that's the difference tonight. You know, we had bases yeah. loaded, and we didn't get anything given to us. And so that's where I'm at with the blame today. You know, just one pitch can cost us a game, and it did. But uh, last year we blamed Matheny for making the team too tight, and, you know, yeah. nobody was having fun. And we can't right. blame them that for that this year. So I don't right. know what their excuses are. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. We're looking for reasons to smile. I might mention, you know, uh, I was at the game that day when Trevor Bowers turned around through that pitch over the center field wall. So yep. if anybody needs a reminder of how funny that was. But yep. uh,
2: as always, Vern, win or lose, we still listen to you. Go Royals. All right, brother. I appreciate it. Yeah, then the Guardians traded him, like, the next day. And didn't he, like, rip off his jersey too? Like, ripped off the jersey and then threw the ball over the center field wall? You remember when Jeremy Guthrie did something similar? I think Guthrie got pulled from the game and then threw a baseball out of the stadium. (laughs) Pretty sure he got fined for that. That was a great call. Uh, yeah, you're right, the fifth and final run for Cincinnati in that five-run second inning was scored on a wild pitch. So that turns into the, the game-winning run, Kyle. Now, the only thing I would push back on is the first run the Royals scored was a gift, too. Right, Salby goes first to third thanks to that errant throw from the Reds pitcher. Trying to get Bobby Witt Jr. at first. So Salby's on third. He scores on a sack fly from MJ Melendez. If Cincinnati doesn't make that error, I don't think the Royals score there in the first. So you were given a gift in the first, but then you quickly gave a gift right back as Bobby Witt Jr. was picked off making the third out at third base. Royals lose five to four. They're now eighteen and forty-nine on the season. Want to thank our sponsor, Rawhide Harley Davidson, the number one volume Harley dealer in Kansas. We appreciate your support for each and every one of these games here at Kauffman Stadium. Let's go to Zach in Overland Park. Zach, you're on six ten Sports Radio. Go ahead.
5: Hey Vern, uh, longtime listener,
6: first time caller. There's uh, two two traditions that uh, my my family has. Number one is. We always listen to you as we exit the ballpark. We're a season
2: ticket holders since the end of 2014. Nice. And uh, the second one is we always get ice cream at the end of every Royals win. So you can tell it's been a little bit of a, a bit
1: yeah. of a drag
4: yeah.
6: lately. Yeah. You a sugar
2: um, question rush.
6: for you. Uh, besides the lack of ice cream,
1: the the question is, if Matt Duffy is hitting over 300, why is he riding the bench? You know, just from an analytics perspective, you would say.
6: But the guy that's hitting over 300 into the lineup, though, we're not seeing it.
5: Yeah.
2: Well, uh, I, you know, sad to say, but 31 games below 500, they've said it's an evaluation season since the beginning of the season. So you want to evaluate Michael Massey and Michael Garcia and Bobby Witt Jr. You're not all that interested in uh, evaluating Matt Duffy, right? Duffy's not going to be on the team next year. Massey, Garcia, Bobby... They will be. And and same could be said about Nikki Lopez. For those of you desirous to see Nikki out there more, sorry, wins are not top priority. Now, day in and day out, you go in that clubhouse, you talk to the coaching staff, it's about one thing it's about winning. Big picture an evaluation season. I've been telling you that since spring training. The Royals have been telling you that since spring training. So Nicky and, and, and Duffy and just like Jackie Bradley Jr. if you wanted to see him more I don't know but I understand. I understand wanting to see a, a guy hitting 300 but you know, for what? To get the 19th win of the season. To be the second worst team in baseball instead of the worst. Uh, Speaking of which, Royals and A's both entered the day with 18 wins on the season. Oakland had two additional losses as they've played two additional games. Oakland right now, are you kidding me? Tied with the Rays in the bottom of the seventh inning. Unbelievable. Royals lose five to four. We go back to your phone calls nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Let's go to Andy in Overland Park. Andy, you're on six ten Sports Radio. Go ahead.
1: Hey Vern, big fan of your show, man. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. <clears throat> hey man, I just uh, I don't even know where to start with this team. You know, I'd I'd probably much rather watch the. The Puppy Bowl, you know, before before the Super Bowl, or mm-hmm. you know, watch Joey Chestnut eat ten no, hot dogs in disgusting. a row. No, that's disgusting. I can't. Yeah, or even you know, eat a chicken wing at Benita Flats and and Gardner. But nice. I don't know, man. I'm I'm sick at this point. I can't even turn on the TV anymore. Don't even get Valley Sports to begin with. But uh, we got to do something, man. And you know, I'm not really sure what. But uh, appreciate your call. Stay safe out there. And hey, let's go
7: Royals.
2: Yeah, I don't know what you do. Um... I understand uh, the fan base wants some chum, right? You might have to throw a few bodies to the people. I I don't know who that is. They already gave you Hunter Dozier. They gave you Jackie Bradley Jr. I I don't know what else. I don't know what can be done. This is why on Sunday's postgame show, I I just sat there wondering aloud, how are they getting through these final 97 games? So 48 hours later, I don't know how they're getting through these final 95 games. Tomorrow it's Daniel Lynch. All right. Yes. Now, listen, maybe that's just spoken like someone that's their profession is Royals baseball, and I'm watching every single game, and I get get a lot more excitement, a, a, a lot more... Uh, of an energy jolt driving to the ballpark knowing that Daniel Lynch is pitching or Brady Singer is pitching so all right we, we get to see Daniel Lynch tomorrow a bunch of young guys in the lineup okay tomorrow's <sighs> to me those those games are just a lot easier to get up for Jordan Lyles not so much and yet again i not, not trying to Go crazy on, on, on trashing Jordan Lyles. Guy retired the final 14 that he faced. Gave you six innings. I'll be honest, I would have let him face uh, two more in the seventh, but whatever. Kowar did the job, so did Austin Cox. Royals lose, though, 5-4 the final score. They're 18-49, and and we get back to your thoughts right after this. Terms Post Game
0: Show on your home for Royals Baseball, 610 Sports Radio,
2: and the Odyssey app.
0: Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball in Kansas City, 610 Sports Radio. Here's a
2: pitch. Witt hits it high in the air, deep to left center field. Fairchild sprints over into the gap, looks up, it's gone. Two-run homer, Bobby Witt Jr. And the Royals are right back in this ballgame. From down 5-1 to now down 5-4. Man. And you can hear the excitement in the voice of Jake Eisenberg. It's a ball game again. I can't tell you how many times this season I've heard in Jake's voice, his him imploring Royals fans. Hey, they're in this. (laughs) I understand that this has been a trying season, but it's a one run game. And I love when he does it because it makes me feel as if I'm not alone in that. The pessimistic feeling that washes over you as a Royals fan spits in the face of everything you know about this beautiful game. Third inning down by one. You have 18 outs to go. This game's anything but over. And yet, it's very difficult, and maybe this is just me, it's very difficult to convince myself that this game is anything but over. 5-4 after that two-run blast from Bobby Witt Jr. Final score, Cincinnati 5, Kansas City 4. Best chance to score that the Royals had after that Two-run blast from Bobby. By the way, his sixth home run of the season against Lefty. Ah, Lefty. 11 home runs total, six of them against Southpaws. That matches his total from all of last season. Only hit six off of Lefty's last year. He's already matched that here in 2023. Royals had the leadoff man on in the fifth, but Nick Prado quickly hit into a double play. Bases loaded in the seventh. That was the game right there. Bases loaded, one out. Nick Prado strikes out looking at a nasty 94-mile-per-hour fastball that I don't know what he could have done with. I don't know what he would have been able to do with that pitch. And then Salvador Perez, first pitch fastball down and in, can't catch up. Then he sees, uh, what, one, two, three, four, four straight, five straight sliders. And then he's put away with a 95-mile-per-hour fastball that he swings through. That was the best and last opportunity for this Royals team. So I was asking you because I, was, I had a few people from the station reach out, and they, too, were even surprised at the amount of fans that turned out on a Tuesday night. At almost 21,000 last night, that made sense. Mahomes was here. Tonight you had 17,000. Beautiful night. A Gorgeous night. So I was curious what brought you out. Text line, the J Southland Toe Service text line. From the 913, free tickets. Another one from the 913, Vern, it was my first game of the season, and I was surprised at the amount of booing. It's my first game in six years. I'm definitely not used to the negativity. Yeah, if you haven't been to a game since 2017, a lot has changed. A lot, uh, including the names. Sure, Salvi's still here, but that is about it. From the 816, Vern, I went exclusively for that jersey. From the 816, Dollar Hot Dogs is the only reason I went. From the 913, Vern, I wanted to see Ellie De La Cruz and Bobby Witt Jr., also can't go wrong with free tickets. How many of you guys got free tickets? All right, let's go back to the phones. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Sean in Overland Park. You're on the post game show as the boys fall five four. Go ahead.
4: Hey, fell again, Vern. Fell again.
2: Hey, uh, you know, I just we've it's been beaten like a dead
6: horse here that it's an evaluation season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe Lyle's at this point earned Uh, himself another start just because of the 14 batters at the end even though he he gave up the five runs uh, you know but really I'd like to see him get sent down and bring up another young kid they can't No, I need a name I need a name
2: I need a name if you're gonna say something like that who do you want to see you know unfortunately
6: Vern, I'll be honest with you, I don't follow the minor league system a whole
2: lot. Yeah, well, there isn't anybody There's down there. Be that's somebody the
6: point. out there, sir. There's got to be somebody that we could just bring up and let him throw the ball. It well, can't, uh, you can't go 14 times, 14 games without getting a team of
2: W. Yeah, I mean, that, that sounds good, Sean. I appreciate the phone call, but that's not how things work in the real world. First of all, Jordan Lyles is giving you more innings than anybody down in the minor leagues could. It's okay, you want to bring up one of these unnamed kids? Uh, They're going to get torn apart and exit in the third. Torn apart and maybe recorded out in the fourth. So how much better are you off by giving the ball to Jonathan Heasley? Pretty sure Heasley's now 26. He's got an ERA near eight down in Omaha. Omaha. And he threw a quality start tonight. Six innings of two-run baseball. His ERA went down to 7.73. I mean, do you want that? I mean, Daniel Megden isn't young, the guy with the uh, Raleigh Fingers mustache. Yeah, he's bumping around in Omaha. Anthony Veneziano, I I guess, would be the the top prospect right now in Omaha. 26-year-old lefty. uh, I hope nothing but the best for him, but he's not the answer. Also, Jordan Lyles has been around too long. I don't you can't send him down to Omaha without him giving you the green light. and no, he's not doing that. You're paying him 10 million dollars to answer the bell every fifth day, and he's doing it. He's taking the ball, he's giving you frames. he's on pace to give you 170 innings. And, and if I can be honest for a second. That's all I really care. I don't care that they're bad innings. They're bad innings 90% of the time, regardless of who the pitcher is. So just eat up a bunch of these and let's get through these final 95 games. That's just me. That's not what I'm hearing from the team, but. You know, it it, it seems, yeah, just go go to AAA, bring one of those guys up. I understand this team is 31 games below 500, but the front office, the coaching staff, they're not idiots. It's not as if they have some stud in Omaha. No, we're not calling him up. No, we're going with Jordan Lyles. I don't care what he's doing. No, that guy doesn't exist. I mean, I could pull up the Omaha Storm Chasers pitching staff right now. We could go over the uh, stats. We could go over the names. I told you, Jonathan Heasley, I gave you uh, Daniel Megden. Max Castillo. Okay. Yeah, okay, maybe. Sure. You know what? I'll I'll give you Max Castillo. Uh, 24, the right-hander. You know him. You've seen him. He's pitched here. I don't think he's going to perform any better than Jordan Lyles has. Again, guys, this was the group. They're all here. It's not getting any better. In fact, it's only going to get worse. Because you're only going to trade your good players. There's not an easy fix. Honestly, there's not a fix, period. Easy fix, hard fix. There's not a fix, It's not getting better. Now, I don't know everything. I don't know much at all. So I might be wrong. Maybe it does get better. Baseball's unpredictable, and as soon as you start talking like you know what you're talking about, you're going to look like an idiot. So maybe I'm wrong. But currently, my opinion is it's not getting better at all. I don't see how it gets better. The only way it gets better is if Singer reverts to 2022 and Daniel Lynch replicates that as well right Uh, Daniel Lynch pitches like Brady did in 2022 they both become win day guys that's the only way it gets better better starting pitching let's go to Raj in the Ozarks Roger you're on 610 sports radio go ahead
1: hey Vern how are you I'm great how are you Real good. Had, I had a good listen on the Odyssey on the porch swing tonight. Out of oh, here, the fireflies it. are flying like crazy. And I tell you what, I do with games like these. I have a nice tall boy. And then after we lose by one run, do, do you remember Balfour for the Oakland A's in two thousand twelve?
3: I do. Forty four
1: yeah. straight saves. Do you remember what his entrance music was? I don't. Oh, you, I'd advise everybody to watch that on YouTube. Well, tell me what In it 2012 is. In to 13 Balfour had 44 straight saves, and his entrance music was Metallica 1. And you talk about wild. And it's it makes me sad Oakland's actually shutting down shop over there. It really does because, man, I go clear back to Campy Campanaris and Harrison, the gang, Reggie when he was Oakland. And it's just kind of sad. But I love to watch that highlight of Balfour beating Texas to clinch the AL West coming into Get that save with metallic. How do you one know so much about Grant bell
2: For how are you,
1: I watch a lot of baseball. I, I've been to,
2: okay, but still, I've ben been to Belfour. a lot of
1: stadiums in my life, okay. and uh, you know Barry Bonds swinging the sledgehammer and the crowd going nuts in Pac Bell Park back in the day. Uh, I'm telling you, that's Major League Baseball, folks. And those guys weren't uptight. They, they weren't uptight. These guys are tighter than a six week. Uh, bull calf just got banded. They're tight. (laughs) I've never seen anything so tight with these players. And the reason I called, I just, and I want to get your opinion because you've been following MJ so hard and I think he's just a phenomenal athlete, but I really think putting him in the outfield instead of as a backup catcher where he sees the ball straight from the mound, man, he's only hitting 217. He's never done that in his life. And when he makes a play, like he makes makes a great play in the outfield, they say, yeah, because he takes he goes three directions with a step north, south, east, and west, and then he goes the right direction and makes a fantastic play. But I just I just really think if you're talking about evaluating, mm-hmm. there's no doubt that we're not handling MJ the right way. He's too good of a baseball. Well, then how
2: threat. does he get every day at bats though? How do you play him every day if he's not in the outfield?
1: Why does he need to play every day, Vern? That—that's my point. Why well, does for, he need to? Because,
2: because the only reason he's here is because of his bat.
1: You, it's not helping him playing every day.
2: Well, then he's is not it? a big leaguer. Two
1: seventeen. No, I disagree. That kid's a, that kid. His so so. What do you view him a as? As a, as
2: a bat off the bench? As a a guy I, you that know gets what spot starts?
1: I'd put Salvi at DH every third, and and put MJ back there catching every third game.
2: So, Why MJ not, plays Vern? twice a week? We're not no, not I'm for just, the i just. Okay, no, I just want to ask. So, MJ only plays twice a week?
1: His, I think it's messing his eyes up on the ball. Something well, then he's not, not a big leaguer. Right.
2: He's not a big leaguer if he only can play From twice a week. Catcher?
1: From catcher to outfield? Who does
2: that? Kyle Schwarber. A lot of people have done that.
1: Well, you named one. <laughs> I just. Listen. I'm sorry, I just got the question team, thrown Vern? at
2: me. I'm sorry for having an answer immediately.
1: Yeah, but I just don't. I don't think it's working with MJ. Do you? He's not a 217 hitter. I just don't
2: believe. We don't that. know what he is. He's he's only been in the big leagues for a year.
1: It's it's just going down. It's it's it hasn't come up all year long. It's just trickling down like a broken faucet. His yeah, batting well, average, and I think is I think his confidence is going to just crush him in the
5: end.
2: Well, then he's and not going to last. Shame, this is what happens the in the sport. If you've like watched that. so much baseball, Rod, you understand that some guys uh, don't cut it. You don't have the heart or the guts or the mind sometimes. I'm not giving
1: up on the man. I'm well, it sounds, you, I sounds like you are if you're saying you course. only want
2: to see him play twice a week.
1: I, I don't think you need to bat every day in the big leagues.
2: You said I, I once every three that. days. That's twice a week. That's two games a week. That's a grand total of like 60 games a season.
1: At catcher? I'd like to see him catch every third, every third game. Okay, and so Salve that's twice
2: DH. a week. That's and two that's games a week.
3: Opinion.
2: You don't appreciate and the phone call. I got you, Raj. Phone lines are open for you. 913-586-7610. Let's go to Ty in Sedalia. Ty, you're on the post-game show. Go ahead.
7: You know, I kind of want to get on your side on what that guy was talking about. Just real quick, want to talk about that. You know, If MJ were to get out of right field, who's going to play there? Nate Eaton, have you seen his batting average? And to go on that, guys, you know, ever since MJ has been in right field almost every single day, his batting average has actually gone up. Ever since he stopped catching this year, his batting average has actually gone up. I believe he was under a 200-hitter when he was catching, and now he's batting 217. That's not going down. That's actually went up. But to get back to what I was going to say, you know, you know it sucks to see another loss. Eight in a row sucks. And to answer your question from earlier today, why do we keep watching? You know, why I keep watching is I love baseball, and I love watching the Royals. You know, I, blew, I bleed blue for this team. You know, I'm going to be going to the game Sunday. It's the first game I've gone to in a while. You know, the last game I went to, you know, Kendry Morales was still on this team oh my yeah, I know. God. That's a long time ago. You know, I had some good memories from that game. Last time I, I went so. to that game, I saw Morales hit a grand slam. I got a ball from Alex Gordon, Alex Gordon during batting practice and got it signed by him. And I have oh it sitting—I have it sitting over in my YouTube studio where I do my podcast for Royals and Chiefs or any NFL team. Just have it sitting over there and still been over there. For What's a the name
2: long of your time. podcast? What's the name of your podcast? Shout it out real quick.
7: It's the Ty Walker show on the Missouri Sports Network YouTube channel. Nice job. It's not the first one you'll see. It's the profile picture Isaiah Pacheco. So, no. yeah, that's my podcast. All right, we, we got do- it
2: down. We'll be looking for it. Thank you very much. Appreciate the phone call. And thank you uh, for addressing the MJ Melendez conversation. You're right. Last time MJ played behind the dish, April, uh, the end of April, um, he was hitting a buck 74. Had an OPS of 582 in the first month of the season when he was catching and hitting and learning the outfield. After the month of April, the team said, hey, we need that bat. How about you just concentrate on hitting? Now, sure, you got to learn the outfield, but if we're being real, man, you don't learn a new position in the big leagues. And you send Alex Gordon to Omaha to learn left field. MJ's learning right field in the big leagues. That's tough. But that's life. And that's because they need his bat desperately. Same reason why they continue to put Edward Olivares in left field. He's a butcher out there, but his bat is legit. And the team needs anything they can possibly get offensively. So MJ at the end of April is hitting a buck 74. OPS of 582, that's 25 games. Since then, he's played in 37 games. Tonight, yeah, tonight was the 37th game since he waved goodbye to catching in 2023. In those 37 games, he's hitting 246 with an OPS north of 700. So not having to go to the hitting meeting Shag fly balls. Go to the catching meeting. Go to the p- pitching meeting. You know, go to every single team meeting that they have. Eliminating half of that, allowing him to focus on his offense, as Ty pointed out, has paid off. Now he's still a slightly below average, uh, slightly below average hitter. You know, 703 OPS is still slightly below league average, but it's not 582 like he was at the end of April. Ty, that may have been your best phone call yet. Keep it going, man. I appreciate hearing from you. Royals lose 5-4. We take our final quick timeout. We'll head inside the clubhouse, hear from Jordan Lyles, Bobby Witt, and get back to your thoughts after this.
0: Firm's Post Game Show on your home for Royals Baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball in Kansas City, 610 Sports Radio.
1: Matt has hammered and well hit to deep left center field. Friedel to the wall and it's off the fence. He plays it off the fence beautifully, but a run is in and Duffy has doubled, making it 5-2 Cincinnati.
2: Matt Duffy hitting 3-12 this season. This is RBI double, the great Denny Matthews on the call, as heard here on 610 Sports Radio. Duffy's OPS 768. 5-2 Cincinnati after two innings. Bobby Witt Jr. would hit a two-run blast in the third to make it 5-4 Reds. Sadly, that would be the final score, 5-4 Reds. Royals dropped the series to Cincinnati and have now dropped eight straight series they led this game 1-0 MJ Melendez sack fly in the first gave them that short-lived lead as Jordan Lyles would allow five runs to score in the second inning and he would retire the final 14 batters that he would face Lyles is now 0-11 and on the season the Royals have blown 24 leads this season Well, they've blown more leads than that, but it's their 24th blown lead loss. That's the most in Major League Baseball. My game notes, as always, brought to you by Jay's Southland Toe Service. I'll say this once. I take no joy in saying this. The Oakland A's have won seven straight. They've beaten the Tampa Bay Rays on back-to-back nights. Win percentage-wise... The Royals have the worst record in Major League Baseball. A's are now nineteen and fifty with a winning percentage of two seventy-five. Your beloved boys in blue, eighteen and forty-nine with a winning percentage of two sixty-nine. Oh man. You know, maybe a, a, a younger Josh Vernier, may, maybe in, in years previous, in 2018 or 2019, I'd make some wisecrack here. We, uh, man, I, I do not enjoy reporting that. Mm. Uh, we'll hear from Bobby Witt Jr. coming up in a moment, but first, let's head out to Overland Park and talk with John. You're on 610 Sports Radio. John, go ahead. <laughs> Good
8: evening. Hello. Appreciate the show.
2: Yes, sir. uh, One thing my buddies and I
8: always argue about is the, what, you know, when situations like this and players trying to get the big hit and all that, how about some more hit and run and bunts and move the, you know, small ball to maybe take some of that, you know, that pressure Mm -hmm. off? Mm -hmm. A lot of people hate the small ball, but let's admit it, you know, like, uh, you know, they get a guy on in the, the sixth, I think it was, and Prado first pitch swinging, and I like Nick Prado. I mean, I, I like all the guys. I'm going to die hard. But, you know, first pitch, okay, if he's hit and run, at least the runners, you know, the, let's admit everybody in the world hates double plays more than anything, at least I do. But how about some more small ball? You know, there's there, there's got to be something – you know, this far into the season to try, you know yeah. what I mean? Just, yeah. Just my opinion. Uh, but uh, love your show. I'll listen off the air. Thank you so much, and God bless.
2: Yeah, right back at you, John. Thank you. Man, what a classic Midwestern phone call right there. That's just a uh, – John, I appreciate that, man. And, yeah, yeah, look, there are no bad ideas. First thing that pops into my head is – Data-driven organizations like this Royals team has uh, strived to be in 2023. Not always keen on giving away outs with bunts, with sacrifices, and whatnot. Also, bunting is easier said than done. How many guys on this team do I think have been asked to bunt a dozen times in the last uh, five, seven, ten years of their life. I'd say Matt Duffy, DiRone Blanco. Nobody's asking Sal or Bobby to bunt. Nobody's asked MJ to bunt. Nobody asks the Little League World Series hero Nick Prado to bunt. Maybe Michael Massey. I mean, shoot, Q asked Massey to bunt last night. Maybe a Drew Waters. Okay, so yeah, guys at the bottom of the lineup, but you're one, two, three, four, five hitters, I'm not saying they can't. I I I personally don't think they feel very comfortable doing it. But John, it's a it's a fair point. There are no bad ideas when you're thirty one games below five hundred and now the sad owners of the worst record in major league baseball. You're talking about the fifth inning, by the way. Lead-off opposite field single from the aforementioned Diron Blanco. First pitch hacking from Nick Prado grounds into a four-six-three double play. Let's go to Matt in Olathe. Matt, you are on six hundred and ten Sports Radio. Go ahead.
0: How are you doing tonight? I I'm mean, all right. So, how are you? Meh. Yeah, I'm all right because oh. I'm not living and dying by the Royals. Thank God. Yeah, because it's been a crap show
8: i grew up
0: listening to denny and fred call the games the first game i actually went to amos otis was playing center field freddie patek was playing towards i'm old oh yeah
2: good for you i i appreciate you making the phone call then
0: yeah and i've been to a lot of games whatever you want to call it yeah, North you're old. I get it. Yeah. you've seen a lot scary. of baseball, no
2: doubt. You're experienced. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, what
0: do you think? I love more Royals, and not right living now, and dying with them, though. No, I'm not living and dying with them. Uh-uh. Thank God for the Chiefs because you know that's taking some of the burden off the Royals. No doubt. But I think, as much as I hate to say it, we gotta we gotta trade Salvi and give him a shot at another championship if he wants if we can find a spot for him that he right. wants to go to
3: right. i
0: think yeah. he would be open to it and i think for we sure. need to do it
2: yeah well there, there i appreciate the phone call matt there's a lot that goes into it but I, but i agree um yeah i'm i'm certainly not against it not uh, not against the idea of trading salvador perez uh, but First of all, like you mentioned, he has 10-5 and rights, so nothing happens unless he says, yes, uh, I'll do it. Which means the fit's got to be right for Salvi, which means, in my opinion, the right coaching staff, the right city, the right clubhouse, and it's got to be a winner. I think that's the only way Salvi signs off. Those four things, he's got to check all four boxes. Winner, coaches, city clubhouse so if you get that okay but then you also need that team to give you proper compensation and if you're asking that team to take on 44 million dollars for a 33 year old catcher you're not going to get proper compensation so Royals would have to eat 20 million dollars So we'll give you Salvador Perez and $20 million. And I I want two of your 20 best prospects or one of your five best prospects. So a lot needs to happen. You need to get ownership to agree to eat $20 million. That can't be easy. You need to find a partner that wants to pay Salvador Perez $24 million in total over the next two and a half seasons. Uh, That team needs to have enough high-quality prospects or a high-quality prospect that you desire to make it worth your while because keep in mind, the PR hit that this organization would take if they moved Salvador Perez would be enormous. Because Most people aren't like, well, a lot of people that are, in the building most nights, season ticket holders, people that do live and die with the Royals, they love Salvador Perez. Salvi's one of the main reasons why they continue to get season tickets, why they continue to come out. So if you're going to trade that guy away, you better be able to present a prospect or two that has some eye-popping numbers to get that fan excited about the future. You're not going to get them to forget about Salvi or even you're you're not going to be able to extinguish their anger. That's going to last all season. So you're going to take a massive PR hit, so you got to get enough in return to attempt to offset that. Ownership has to eat money. You got to find a partner that Salvi wants to go to. That partner needs to agree to part with the type of prospects that you uh, desire. To me, there's just too many obstacles for it to happen this year before the August 1st deadline. Now, maybe this offseason, because then that allows Salvi, a catcher, to go through spring training with this new pitching staff rather than uh, here, you know, Here you're in the clubhouse, here's 13 pitchers you really don't know much about, now go win the pennant. Not saying Salvi can't do it, he's certainly capable of doing it, and you can only imagine the kind of jolt that it would send through Salvi. We've seen great Salvi quite often over the past four seasons. Man, you put him in a pennant race, well, you remember what he did in the World Baseball Classic where he was the MVP of his pool, he hitting 400, hitting extra base hits left and right. I think that Salvi would show up once again. All right, let's head inside the Royals clubhouse. Let's hear what Bobby Witt Jr. had to say after his one-for-four night. He reaches on an error in the first, uh, advances to second on a sacrifice fly, but then gets picked off. Picked off a second base. Makes the third out sliding into third base. So um, a rough first inning for Bobby. A tremendous defensive night. Really showing off that cannon of a right arm. And then, of course, hitting a two-run blast in the third to make it 5-4 Cincinnati. Bobby would pop out to lead off the sixth inning and strike out to lead off the eighth. Let's hear what the soon-to-be 23-year-old. Bobby Witt Jr., right? Isn't tomorrow his birthday? Uh, Yes. Tomorrow, Bobby turns 23 years young. Here's what he had to say after the game to Bally Sports Kansas City.
3: I'm just trusting the process. I'm just going in each and every day with a new mindset and just trying to stay positive and just really just taking everything uh, one day at a time, one at at a time, one pitch at a time, and really just trying to stay with that mentality and just – keep moving forward on top of that how big of an emphasis is just swing decisions for you when you're doing your work pregame yeah definitely a thing I'm aggressive hitter and I will always stay that way and so I just want to keep keep doing that and then pitches are there to hit and probably be swinging at them
0: mm-hmm. is there anything
3: like like um, any said that you kind of worked
0: on as far as just like your timing or your your plate discipline more so against uh, a pitcher that maybe you haven't seen before, or just still be that aggressive self.
3: Uh, just still staying aggressive, just trying to be, like I said, just trusting myself. Um, been doing pretty much the same work this whole time just trusting it and just know that you just got to keep working Um, baseball is a game of failure so trying to deal with that and so just trying to stay positive each and every day that's the main goal in this game and so I think that that's what we're all trying to do in here and so it's yeah maybe definitely not what we want to be doing out there right now and so it's just times that we just got to keep keep pulling for each other keep grinding and keep keep going and so um, definitely just got to keep working.
2: Go Bobby Witt Jr. following a 5 4 loss, an eighth straight loss, and the Royals falling 31 games below 500. Let's go to the Jay Southland Toe Service text line from Stefan. He writes in, Vern, is it true they're doing a Bo Jackson bobblehead in July? I need something to look forward to. Yeah, Monday, July uh, 17th against the Detroit Tigers. I'm giving away tickets to that game for the next few weeks, or at least giving you a chance to win those tickets on the pitch clock, each and every on-deck show. So tomorrow around 6.10, one hour before first pitch, each and every game day I give you a chance to win Royals tickets, and uh, for the next few weeks I'll be giving you a chance to win tickets to uh, to that Monday night Royals-Tigers Right here at the K, they're giving away a Bo Jackson bobblehead, him running up the outfield wall in Baltimore back in 1990. I already have my sister, who lives in Michigan, has already sent me a text saying, can you get me the Bo Jackson bobblehead for your nephew? Uh, And I haven't responded because I'm not sure. I don't know if my nephew's texted me in quite a while. Back to the text line. From the eight one six. Vern, I asked this the other day, but I think I was too late. What about in twenty twelve, Vern, when they brought in George Brett as hitting coach? Not because he wanted the job, but because he was needed for morale. I know it was a lost season, but should they do that with this team? Uh no, I don't I don't I don't I don't see the reason for that. And I mean George Brett's George Brett. But now pedro Grafal actually became the hitting coach that season you know george was here for a few weeks and he said all right you know this this travels for the birds man i, I did this for 20 years i've 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 put my time in for this organization i'll hand the uh, reins off to pedro Grafal. And, and, and with all due respect to Pedro Graffal, I think it was just experience for Moose and Haas and Kane and Askey. It wasn't a hitting coach. It was being put in the lineup every single day, failing, working through it, trying to find confidence, trying to find consistency. Uh, it's a lot like what we just heard there from Bobby Witt Jr., man. Sometimes even if you don't believe it, you got to say it. Stick with it. Trust the process believe in your teammates, build each other up, and just keep showing up. Just keep showing up. I'm I'm watching the Denver Nuggets celebrate their title last night. I'm watching an interview with Aaron Gordon. And that's what he was talking about, all the tough times that he went through in his career. He's like, I'm most proud that I just kept showing up. That's half the battle. In life and in sports, Right. Half the battle is just getting out of bed in the morning. Just put those two feet on the ground and take a deep breath and go get it. Uh, but no, no, I, again, I appreciate what you guys are trying to do. I, I, I did it in April. There isn't an easy fix. I wish there was. You wish there was. The coaching staff wishes that. Bobby wishes there isn't. There isn't a quick fix. There isn't an easy fix. I don't even know if there's a difficult fix for 2023. The easiest way to turn things around would, get, uh, would be better performances from your starting pitcher. Tonight, the starting pitcher was Jordan Lyles. He retired the final 14 batters that he faced, uh, but in the second inning, before that nice little run, he allowed five runs in a... 36 pitch 10 batter faced second inning Lyles takes the loss he's now 0 and 11 he becomes the second pitcher in baseball history to have his team lose each of his first 14 starts but as he has after each and every one of these starts he stands up in front of his locker ready to answer all the questions Here's what he had to say after the game to Bally Sports, Kansas City.
5: That, that tough uh, uh, second inning um, with the leadoff walk. Uh, uh, and then a uh, couple of bases, a couple of walks. Came, <clears throat> came at a tough time after scoring our, our first run in the bottom of the first. Um, but, yeah, we bounced back. We were uh, proud of uh, grabbing a couple more innings afterwards, a couple scoreless, a uh, couple quick ones. Uh, but, yeah, can't bring the whole line up to the plate in the, in the second. Any adjustments did you
3: make after that second inning mean, to get through the last four
5: then? Well, I didn't walk anyone after that. In um, that second inning, well, we had Cruz, the leadoff walk. Those were pretty good at bat. A uh, couple close pitches. They stole second and went over to third. I probably tried to protect that run just a little bit too much. And... Um, uh, Probably wish I can go back on that next at bat, um, but um, yeah, we just uh, after that got back in the zone earlier in counts and got and more favorable counts, I would say. Your fastball to you help help you
3: get back into better counts and finish
5: it off. Yeah, we we, we weren't landing to me uh, my, both of my breaking balls uh, uh, tonight at all. Um, so I went back to, here it is, four seam, um, upward plate. I uh, got some quick swings, some quick outs. Um, but, yeah, the breaking balls were, not I, w- I wasn't able to put them in the zone well enough uh, in that fifth inning. And after that, we just um, attacked with a four-seam and a couple sinkers. Man,
2: he didn't allow a home run tonight. You would have have got me if you would have told me Jordan Lyles is going to go six innings and will not give up a home run. There's no way I thought the Royals would lose that game, but they did. 5-4, the final score. Let's go to Dan and KCK. Dan, I appreciate you hanging on. Go ahead, buddy.
6: Uh, good evening, Josh. How you doing? Yeah, Lyle pitched pretty good after that uh, frustrating second inning, and uh, Bobby with a nice two run home and uh, Ian Guill gave us three, three free, free bases in the bottom. Since I thought it was going to happen, Josh uh, got two two right guys up there, Prado and Salvador, yeah. but uh, didn't come true. But I'm still I ain't confident. I know i will turn around. We'll get a winning streak going somehow. The A's could do it. What can can we do? It, Ted, let's go with Legend. Now, tell you well you couldn't even you couldn't even beat in, the A's thirty seven when Dennis Leonard you know. You know, he always wanted the ball from what he hears. too, so we need a good start by Lynch. Can't tell you Josh.
2: Yeah, I mean, I uh, yeah, I, I hope a winning streak is coming. The Royals still the only team in baseball without a winning streak. They lose again tonight, five-four. The final score. They will look to uh, snap this losing streak, salvage one against Cincinnati, and they turn to Daniel Lynch, who squares off with Ben Lively. It's a 7-10 first pitch. I'll be on the air with the On Deck show beginning at 6 o'clock. I'll be live from Crafton and Draft. If you're coming out to the game, stop by, say hi. Love to shake your hand. Thank you for listening. Uh, speaking of shaking their hand, I'd shake Colin Settle's hand right now if I could. Producing the post-game show, the pre-game show for the first time this season may have been the best job anybody's done all season. Colin, great job, man. Thank you very much. Hey, enjoy the rest of your night, Kansas City. Take care. Listening to Vern's post game show. Diving is MJ Melendez. Did he make that catch? He did. Check out the All Things Vern channel on
0: 610sports.com and the Odyssey app to stay up to date with your boys in blue.
1: And a swing and a miss. He struck him out with a fastball. Seventh strikeout for Daniel Lynch.
0: On your home of the Royals, 610 Sports Radio. We now take you back to regularly scheduled programming.